Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blurb, where the back of a book meets a discerning look. Each week, best-selling author Sally Shields and publishing guru Dr. Kent listen to pitches from five authors vying for Book of the Week honors. Now live, on the air, with vigor and style, are Dr. Kent and Sally, the bibliophiles. Hey there, Sally. Hey, Dr. Kent. Good, good evening. Good day. Good Is this week. evening for you, 1230? <laughs> no, I just get confused. It's morning for me. It's maybe, I mean, if it's evening for you and morning for me, yeah, I know. It I've been up since like five. Up. I, it's funny because sometimes we meet on the email and it's like five in the morning and you're just going to bed and I'm just waking up and it's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm a night owl for sure. Well, today, today on Blurb, I'm excited because uh, we're going to talk about some uh, some edgy material. We're we're going into the relationship territory. Oh, my favorite topic. <laughs> Well, of course, Sally Shields has written a, a book all about relationships, right? It is true. It is true. It is a, a uh, blueprint for life, uh, the daughter-in-law rules, and it's how to um, make friends with your mother-in-law. And uh, absolutely, yes, that's what it's about. And you've written, a, you've written a wonderful book lately that's going to be exploding on the chart soon. W- would you spend a minute talking about the new book? Uh, Sure. It's not about relationships, but uh, there are certainly relationships in it. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I'm, I've been writing a book about uh, Doc Watson um, that's uh, going to be coming out in April. So as as it gets closer, uh, I can say uh, I can sort of give more info on it. But uh, yeah, I'm sort of entering the world of authors. I have to figure out uh, maybe in the next few months uh, you can get me to do my own blurb too here. Well, I am so so proud of you, and I'm really really excited about this book for you, and have you know excited about discussing marketing opportunities for it, and all the wonderful things that we as authors can do when we know a new book is coming out and getting published. There's so much stuff that we can do, you know, in the six month lead time, uh, marking up to pub pub date. There's a lot of things that we can do as authors, and. Um, that was some of the stuff that I learned in retrospect. So it's kind of we could we could be talking about that stuff uh, to prepare some of our other authors as we get closer to your pub date, uh, and um, give some authors some great ideas. Nice. Well, um, so actually to start out the show, uh, we were talking about um, Sally's book a little bit, and uh, of course I said uh, I did promise that at some point I'll, I'll record my my own blurb, uh, but I think we should listen to Sally Shields' blurb. Uh, Again, uh, it's a great example for folks out there that want to create a blurb uh, uh, that's catchy and 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 fun and uh, informative, and uh, it's it's kind of uh, honestly what we're looking for. Very very similar. Uh, we listened to it last week, and uh, I'd like to listen to it again. What do you think? Oh well, well that is very kind of you. Maybe what I can do is just uh, give the listeners a few little. Um, uh, you know, exa- background examples to tell them what exactly makes a good blurb and why I put together the blurb this particular way. 
And um, basically, the things that, that should be in a, in a good blurb are you want to introduce yourself, you want to infuse your personality, and you want to have like a like kind of like you know how sometimes people say you can hear a smile through the telephone. It's the same kind of thing. When you're recording a blurb, you definitely want to have a smile. Not to say that all topics are lighthearted, but it's a good idea to really make the listener feel as if you are smiling and happy behind the, the phone line there. You want to outline what is in it for them. What's in it for the reader? What is in it for the audience? So you want to outline the benefits of your book. And you want to actually give some actual value. Now, this, this works really well for the nonfiction category. You want to give actual value within the excerpt, excerpt itself. And this works well, too, because when you're preparing your blurb, you're also, in essence, preparing for radio interviews. These are all the kinds of things that will go into radio interviews when you eventually start to do that if you haven't already. So these are really excellent things to be able to think about and hone and put together on paper before you actually go in and start pitching your book to radio. Uh, you also want to maybe wait towards the end of the blurb to talk about yourself, the author, and provide examples of your expertise and your successes, such as a little media bio. And then the final thing is you want to give a call to action, which basically encourages the listeners to follow up. Where can the, where can the listener find you? What's your website? And so those are the kinds of elements that really go into a good blurb that will catch our attention and hopefully then catch the attention of the listeners and make your book fly off the shelf like hotcakes. So let's listen to Sally Shields' blurb. Uh, she said she's kind of told us what to listen for. And, uh, and, and uh, by listening to her blurb, uh, you get some great tips for uh, what she and I are, are always listening for in, in, in people's blurbs. So here we go, uh, Sally Shields' blurb. Do you try business with your mother-in-law? Do you find yourself dodging ruthless remarks at every possible moment? Is battling your mother-in-law a simple fact of life, or is there another approach to assuage the age-old conflict between mother and wife? Hi, my name is Sally Shields, and I'm the author of The Daughter-in-Law Rules, 101 Surefire Ways to Make Friends with Your Mother-in-Law. See, my vision is to inspire more harmony among mothers and daughters-in-law around the world by teaching brides and wives the art of making friends with their husband's mother. I will reveal secrets that every wife can do to create a lifetime of peace with your husband and the other woman in his life, his mom. In the daughter-in-law rules, I lay out 101 simple and witty strategies to aid wives of all ages in mastering every element of MIL relations, from the decorum of housekeeping to the delicate world of child-rearing. Whether you're at the beginning of your marriage or you've spent years trying to make peace with your mother-in-law, the daughter-in-law rules provide the revolutionary set of strategies making copacetic coexistence possible at last. The daughter-in-law rules is important for two reasons. One, it helps raise money for the National Breast Cancer Foundation, and two, it saves marriages. To quote Tim Beat, author of Guide to Pirate Parenting, next to Waterford Crystal, the daughter-in-law rules may be the best wedding gift you can give. See, I was able to turn my biggest critic into my number one fan with a scarf, a shower curtain, and a ghostwriter. Here are a couple of my top tips. Your mother-in-law can be just as self-conscious as you are, so take the time to compliment her. Tell her how pretty, thin, young she looks, occasionally asking if you can borrow a certain item of clothing or an accessory such as a scarf or a purse. You also want to ask her for her advice, and frequently. But keep your subject matter simple and inconsequential, such as what color to change the shower curtain to in the guest bathroom. Then actually do it, so that when she comes over, she'll be proud that you followed through. 
and make sure to send her cards and flowers on her three special days, birthday, anniversary, and Mother's Day. But make sure that your husband signs it too, or she may get the mistaken impression that her son has forgotten her special day. Better yet, become a great ghostwriter and have your husband pen it from the both of you. So get ready for romance, because these rules work like a charm. Your husband will get all warm and cuddly when he sees the two most important women in his life are finally getting along. A little bit about me. I'm a jazz pianist, composer, speaker, author, and radio personality, but most importantly, a daughter-in-law. Co-host of the exciting new blog talk radio show, Blurb. I'm a frequent contributor to various magazines and have been featured in Star, Obvious, My Day, Girlfriends, For the Bride, and many others. Endorsed by Dr. Laura Schlesinger and Martha Stewart. I have appeared on Fox and Friends, Rachel Ray, and I'm a repeat guest on the nationally syndicated The Daily Buzz with my Wedding Shower's number one Amazon.com bestseller, The Daughter-in-Law Rules. So please visit me on the web at www.thedilrules.com. We've got a contest going on and a ton of free bonus gifts. So come and help me manifest my vision of creating more harmony among mothers and daughters-in-law worldwide. Take care and see you there. Wow. <laughs> I guess all of the uh, the weeks on Blurb kind of paid off. I, I knew how to create my own Blurb. Well, and one thing about it is you it was only three minutes long, but I felt like um you know, if I hadn't uh, known you before I, I really would have gotten a complete picture of your book, you the you know, where to find out uh, about the book, you know, um why I should trust you, you know, some some little things from the book. How do you how do you go about uh, getting all of that into one little blurb in three minutes? Well, you know, it's just a good idea to to start off with what we call our elevator speech. And I know everybody's listening to the show is probably thinking to themselves, "Oh no, don't talk about this again." But <laughs> basically, you want to have a couple of sound bites down. I'm going to talk about it in a little bit of a different way. When you go on the radio, you really need to have three main points that you want to talk about because. Radio hosts have, you know, they don't have much time. You have about three to five minutes to do an interview. So you need to have your, your points down, your three to five messaging points really, really prepared. So what you want to do is prepare a couple of things that you can talk about within three minutes. You want to be able to say who you are, what your vision is, and what's in it for the reader. And you want to be able to give a couple of your top tips and then create a really great media bio. And if you put all in a, in a good call to action, and when you do that, you'll you'll have no problem putting together a great blurb. And don't worry if you don't have like a ton of stuff that you've already done. Trust me, when I first started writing this book, uh, I I literally had was writing something like, um, you know, Sally Shield lives in the Bronx with her husband and two children. I'm thinking, hmm. But as you start to build more contacts, and if you do one little radio interview, you can really pump yourself up. You know, make it look good. Put that in there. But you know. Um, you can say that you've been on such and such of a radio show that you're a that you're a radio personality if you if you've been on radio shows. So there's a way to really make your media bio stand out and you really only want to put sort of the best most exciting stuff in there. And it doesn't matter if it's just one or two things cuz that will grow. 
but um, it's, it's a little bit, it takes time. You don't want to skip through this stuff. You actually do have to sit down and put some time into it because this is the meat and potatoes of your marketing strategy when you do start to uh, interview with the media. So you want to sit down and you want to prepare it. And this all kind of goes hand in hand with what we call being media trained. You want to get your points down into you know, bite-sized sound bites, three separate statements, three separate ideas, special things that you can talk about and really pinpoint them, what your vision is. For example, if somebody asks me on the air, well, what's your vision, Sally? I can say, you know, the book is based on the seventh spiritual law of success, which is the quickest way to get what you want is to help others get what they want. And by that I mean be a loving, kind-hearted, open, sensitive person and the world will reflect that back to you even in the form of your mother-in-law. So you can see I've distilled down my philosophy into one cohesive sentence. So these are the kinds of things that you want to work on as an author so that you can come across and get your main points across on the radio. Cool. So let's listen to uh, this week. Uh, we're right up uh, Sally's alley. I've never said that before. I kind of <laughs> like it. Um, so all these all these uh, uh, blurbs today will be uh, relationship blurbs, uh, and uh, I think I want to listen to the first one. That sounds great. All right, Cindy Sansone Braff. Uh, this is the first one in the relationship category. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Cindy Sansone Braff, the romance whisperer and author of Grant Me a Higher Love, How to Go from the Relationship from Hell to One That's Heaven Sent by Scaling the Ladder of Love. That's a big title. It's a big book. Love's a big topic. I'm a woman on a mission, and that mission is to have you and everyone else have the best love life possible. But before that can happen, you're going to have to learn a few new tricks, and that's where my book comes in. Grant Me a Higher Love is truly the Bible of relationships, and a copy of it belongs in every home. It's a step-by-step spiritual guide that cuts through all the myths, false beliefs, and dogma that keep us chained to unhappy relationships. In no time, this book will teach you how to love another with your entire heart, soul, mind, and body. Grant Me a Higher Love is really a relationship repair shop. So whether you need to fix the one you already have or build a brand new, better one from the bottom up, this book will show you the way. The book revolves around the concept of the ladder of love. The ladder of love is a simple classification system which teaches you the all-illuminating truth that not all love is created equal. If we had learned this when we were growing up, it would have saved us a lot of angst and heartbreak. Some love is toxic, so I've called the couples who are engaging in these war stories cellmates. This type of relationship tends to bring out the worst in us and usually ends in a courtroom, a jail, an emergency room, or a morgue. Think Rihanna and Chris Brown. Moving up the ladder of love, we have razors, edgemates, or sitcom-type marriages. This is the really warded-down version of love we see all around us. These couples take each other for granted and usually treat the rest of the world much better than they treat each other. Think Marie and Frank Barone in the sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond. Then on the higher end of the ladder of love, there's the stuff of true love stories and that soulmate love, which is healthy and healing. These divine couples have learned to love and commit to each other with their entire heart, soul, mind, and body. Think Mary and George Bailey in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Remember, a higher love is not only possible, it is the only possibility. The choice is yours. If you can't make peace in your own heart and in your own home, 
How Can There Be Peace in the World? You can check out my website at www.grantmeahigherlove.com. Grant Me a Higher Love is available for purchase on Amazon.com. And be sure to listen to my blog talk radio show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash higher love. Wow, that's a great blurb. I agree. She really hit uh, so many topics. Uh, it actually um, sounded uh, very similar to the uh, Sally Shields method of blurb uh, uh, ma- making there. What do you think? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking that these blurbs might start to get better because in my introductory email to all of the authors, I'm outlining the specific sort of blueprint that they might want to follow. Ooh, it's a cheat and, sheet. Yeah, cheat sheet. Because I figured, you know, then we could really get into the nitty-gritty of blurbs if we get everybody sort of on this blueprint and talking about the stuff that we that we need to hear about. Then we can start breaking it down a little bit more, you know, mixing it up a little bit. So, well, she, um, she, she really did. She hit, you know, there's some detail in there. You know, she definitely uh, uh, excited, uh, you know, the, the listener. Uh, uh, she told us where to find the book at the end. She told us about herself. We know what we're going to find in the book. Um, I don't necessarily remember the, the title, but I should. Well, to grant me a higher love, and she, she started about talking about how she's a woman on a mission, which is great because, you know, it's always about that passion and, you know, why should we listen to you? What, what, are, what have you got to tell us that uh, why should we read your book and Didn't not anybody also, else's? She also gave herself one of those nicknames. What was that nickname she Let's gave herself? See. I don't know because I would have. I think I would have written that down. Huh? Was it at the beginning? Yeah, let's listen to just the beginning again. Okay. We gotta. We gotta catch that. Hold on. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Cindy Sansone Braff, the romance whisperer and author of Grant Me a. There it was. The Dad. romance whisperer. Yeah. That would have been cool if she had actually repeated that again. I I totally didn't even catch that at the beginning. That was nice. very very yeah, and, cool. And with the dog whisperer, and of course the you know Baby uh, the whisper. whisper exactly, and the whisperer is just one of those uh, trendy words right now. So yeah, it's a great that's a great title she gave herself. Oh, definitely. And she spoke about um, you know you know she she did qualify. She said love was a big topic. She was a woman on a mission, and she wants everybody. To have the best love life, she she says she has a few new tricks up her sleeve, the Bible of relationships, copy belongs in every home, spiritual guide cuts through all the myths. She had all these but, little But the things. thing is, I guess I guess maybe I don't know, you know, we're both people in relationships. Uh, you know, did, did she really give us tips that make us want to pick the book up uh, uh, in thinking about our own relationships? Well, that's true. She 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 missed that. That's one element that she did not put in there. She talked about the fact that she had a lot of great tips, but she did not actually tell us or give us a hint or a little taste of some of her tips. Because that is so, the difficulty. I mean, in 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 with these relationship books in that category, it's like, well, um, really, you know? Um, I mean, there are all, there are all these different kinds of uh, uh, marriages, uh, but uh, when I think of, <laughs> you know. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, it's a little dysfunctional, but they seem fine to me. Uh, what what exactly about it is dysfunctional? You know, that would be that would also be another angle. You know, absolutely, and it's true. Of course, you know, when you've been married for several years, uh, you know, hearing about 
all of these, you know, lofty types of loves, of course, you know, <laughs> you're, you, in the back of your mind you're thinking, hmm, I wonder what she can tell me about this. So it would have been cool for her to, like, tell, give us a couple of little examples and tips in there and uh, just kind of whet our appetite with some, some of those to pull us in a little bit more because anybody can make these claims, like, oh, I can make your relationship fantastic. It's like, oh, okay, well, how? <laughs> exactly. Cool. So let's listen to uh, the second blurb of the day, Relationship Category, by uh, Rosalind Sadaka. Here we go. Love Talk Radio. Divorce may be tough on parents, but it's even tougher on children. One of the most difficult conversations any parent will ever have is telling their children about an upcoming separation or divorce. I'm Rosalind Sadaka, certified corporate trainer and author And I had that conversation more than a decade ago. And I used it as the basis for my new book, How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? A Create a Storybook Guide to Preparing Your Children with Love. Unlike other books on children and divorce, my innovative new book provides customizable templates that don't just tell you what to say, it says it for you. I guide you in preparing an attractive family storybook in a photo album type format that children will want to read and reread again and again. The -the fill-in-the-blank templates talk about the family's past, present, and future, reminding children that change, while often frightening, is a natural part of life. And I use age-appropriate language in the text to convey the six key messages parents need to share and children need to hear, understand, and accept. The book also includes commentary and support from six therapists who share their keen advice based on their own professional experience, which parents can immediately put to use. My son, who's now a successful veterinarian, wrote the foreword to the book, personally acknowledging the effectiveness of this unique approach to a successful child-centered divorce. Divorce attorneys, therapists, mediators, educators, and other professionals around the world are enthusiastically endorsing and recommending this new book to their clients. How do I tell the kids about the divorce? A create a storybook guide to preparing your children with love is available as a downloadable ebook at www.howdoitellthekids.com and also at my website childcenteredivorce.com. It is also available as a book on CD directly from select attorneys, mediators, therapists, and other divorce professionals who have a caring approach to the divorce process. Again, you'll also find articles, free easing, and many other resources (coughs) for parents at childcenteredivorce.com, C-H-I-L-D-C-E-N-T-E-R-E-D, I-V-O-R-C-E dot com. Two Ds in child-centered divorce. I look forward to hearing your comments, and thank you so much. Cool. Yeah, there was a little gap there in the end. I was about to uh, talk right over her blurb. Uh, but it's uh, she did a good job. What do you think? Yeah, I thought she did an excellent job. I mean, it was absolutely informative. It was... Um, it's a niche that needs to be filled, I think. It's, it's, I know there have been a lot of books that have been written on that. One thing I would have loved to have known is that um, you know, she, she did talk about, obviously, she'd been through it, so that was one really 
good reason why we should listen to her. She also talked about how her son is now a successful veterinarian, and he wrote the foreword. So that also proves that she was she went through her divorce successfully. Well, he, children, he survived it. He survived it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I, I thought she did a wonderful job telling about the book. Uh, in terms of our four criteria, bling, clarity, information, and delivery, uh, I thought she did an excellent job with the information and the clarity, and she delivered it really, really well. And um, I guess bling doesn't really come into play in this particular topic. It's not really a bling kind of a topic. Well, but, she was, but yeah. the, you know, the excitement the excitement was there. I mean, I, I think if, if you're someone going through divorce, uh, you will be looking for, you know, some kind of encouragement, some kind of uh, support. And this is, in this case, not bling, but support. Yeah, I just loved the fact that she has put together an attractive storybook in a photo album format. It's nice. She said she talked about the past, present, and future, how change is a natural part of life, and the six key messages that parents need to hear and share and the children need to hear. And, of course, being a parent of two small children, uh, not going through divorce, but imagining having to go through one, uh, of course, I, I think that this would be an absolutely uh, wonderful and very, very um, reassuring book for anybody in this position. So do you, always, really do you always imagine having to go through a divorce? Oh, well, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, trying but to she get made you me stuck. think about it when no. I was listening to her blurb. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, so, you know, and it's a very, it's a very uh, even, even though it's something that people have been talking about for a long time now, it's still something that's a little bit taboo, a little bit uh, embarrassing, you know, so uh, a book that uh, that simplifies it is certainly, uh, and she she hooked us in terms of uh, the way she delivered it. Yeah, and I like that she did have several websites available for people. It wasn't just the book. She has, um, you know, a website, a couple of different websites, downloadable ebooks, so people could get help right away. And um, it was it was very well done. Cool. So let's listen to our next blurb, and uh, of course later on in the show. Uh, it's going to be our pleasure to talk to last week's winner, uh, uh, Kristen Delfau, and that's going to be exciting. Indeed. Uh, and she she uh, had a fantastic nonfiction blurb last week, uh, so we're going to listen to her live later on in the show and interview her and talk to her about her blurb and about her book. But before that, we got three more blurbs to listen to and, and uh, rake across the coals, as it were. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next one is Sharon Gilchrist O'Neill. Here we go. Let's listen to it. Relationship category. I was born to write this book entitled A Short Guide to a Happy Marriage. You're listening to someone who has been intently watching and analyzing relationships since middle school sleepovers with the girls. Picture Lucy sitting behind her five-cent psychiatric help stand. That was me. I wanted to know everything about how relationships worked and what exactly happened when they didn't. This has been my passion in life, so let me introduce myself. My name is Sharon Gilchrist O'Neill. I have three degrees in psychology, my favorite, not a surprise, in EDS and licensing in marriage and family therapy. And for many years now, I have been doing the tough and complicated work of saving marriages. At the beginning, as I watched and studied the relationships around me, I came to believe that every marriage had its unique and enduring qualities and that there were endless marriage styles and forms to choose from to be successful. But my work over the years with all kinds of couples and my own marriage experiences led me to a very different conclusion. 
What I have come to understand is that the very happy marriages are not terribly different one from the other. It doesn't take particularly unique or interesting arrangements. What it does take is really quite basic. It is about behaviors we can count on, absolute, unconditional, simple daily behaviors. Behaviors I like to say that we can lean on, especially when the going gets tough. Let me read from my book. Marriage means living in the same home, in the same bedroom, and in the same bed, preferably king size. A big bed will accommodate sickness, snoring, and bedtime reading. Always be willing to splurge on practical extras like a ceiling fan above your bed and a dual-control electric blanket or a mattress pad. No need to splurge on nightgowns or pajamas, even if it's only your toes touching in bed as you fall into your own dreams and desires, sleeping naked is a much underrated necessity in marriage. It absolutely keeps you connected over the long haul. So that's a little sample from A Short Guide to a Happy Marriage. My publisher, Cider Mill Press, has designed a most beautiful hardcover book so perfect for gift giving. You can pre-order now at Amazon.com before its October 6th release. Personally, I would encourage every husband out there to bring this book home to his wife and read it by candlelight. It will be romantic. You will be inspired and motivated to try some of the behaviors and to make your relationship the absolute best it can be. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, so, Hello? I'm not exactly sure... Is that music coming from your house? Nope. Is that as part of the blurb? Maybe it's part of the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I stopped it. It certainly is part of the blurb. Well, that's fun, but I I doubt that she had uh, permission to use that song. So it's good ah. I stopped it quick. Interesting, yes. That, that's something we have a little tiny bit of a pet peeve with it on the show. Look, you know, although I think, didn't we once discover, because when we started to get our blurb intro music, that we found that under 25, 30 seconds is basically um, uh, public, whatever you call it. You can you can do a little clip of people's music without getting in too much trouble. It's good yeah. always to uh, acknowledge who did it, but now I, I, I didn't feel like that music had much significance. I felt like... Oh, maybe she just uh, she's done other blurbs, so she turned on some music. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Unless that was just something in the background, and she forgot to hang up the phone. That could be. Well, so let's talk about the blurb. Well, I mean, she, you know, she she hit some good uh, topics on that. Um, what do you think? Oh, I thought she did an excellent job. You know, I loved how she started the blurb out with how she was somebody from a very young age that wanted to know everything about how relationships work and what happens when they don't. Now, that's interesting. That's troubleshooting. She'd go to sleepovers and want want to troubleshoot relationships. She spoke about her several degrees in psychology, and now she does the tough and complicated work of saving marriages. So now we know that she is absolutely a professional. We know why we can listen to her. What is, you know, what exactly, why are we listening to this person? Um, and she distilled it down. She said it's, it's about behaviors we can count on. And she gave a couple of top tips. Living in the same home, you want a king-size bed, you know, you want a ceiling fan, get a good mattress pad, and sleep naked. These are some really great tips <laughs> to help uh, couples um, stay together and, and keep you connected over the long haul. So it was, it was really good. She gave a couple of tips in there. I think this is the first blurb that we've had today that have actually given us some, some actual tips. 
Now, what I could have used is a little more of the um, the bling. I mean, when she talked about the the sleeping naked part, that would you know that would have been you know as a book publisher, that's the part I, I that catches my ear. I say, oh, it started off with that. You know, that's that'll catch people's interest. You know, um, anytime yeah. you've got that kind of thing, put it up front. Yeah, exactly. Anything to catch our attention. Um, I like that she mentioned that um, you know the book was being released October sixth, so it's it's a it's a new book, fresh off the presses. It's a hardcover book, so obviously it's more of a gift. Um, yeah, I thought it was really nice. I'm I'm interested in in checking it out, and I think I think Sharon did a really nice job. Very nice. So let's listen to uh, we've got a guy of my namesake here, and and you know men. Men don't tend to always be in the relationship category, uh, but but they are sometimes, and we've had some amusing gentlemen uh, have relationship books in the past here on Blurb. I think we've gotten uh, we've gotten some fun ones. What do you think? Oh, definitely. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really looking forward to hearing this one. And so Stuart Gustafson, uh, here we go. Let's listen to it. Hi, are you a dad? Do your children know how to relate to you? Do they know how to start a conversation with you? Do they know how to really get to know you? Well, what about your dad? Do you know what he liked to do when he was a boy? Who were his childhood friends? How did he and mom first meet? And do you know how to start a conversation with him? Hi, I'm Stuart Gustafson, author of the book, Questions to Bring You Closer to Dad, and I'm really pleased to be with you on Blog Talk Radio. And my dad and grandpa were both killed by a drunk driver when I was only 16, and so I didn't really have the chance to get to know either of them a whole lot. This book is a result of knowing that there are a lot of people who want to know more about Dad and how to strengthen that relationship with him. Did you know there are 18 different types of dads? Is he adventurous? How about career-driven? Perhaps he likes to help others, or maybe he's a social magnet. Or he could be one of the other 14 different types. You might be asking, well, why does that matter? Well, because once you know what type he is, you know how to start a conversation with him. You'll know the things that the two of you can do together, and you'll also know his pet peeves and how to avoid those. But that's not all. Questions to Bring You Closer to Dad has over 120 questions that you can ask him so you can know more about his childhood, the family history, his values, his dreams and goals, and even more. You can use the book to find out more about Dad, or if you're a dad, give it to your child or your children and write in it. Do what I did. Write in it, this is your license to ask me anything. Love, Dad. Questions to Bring You Closer to Dad makes a good gift any time of year. For more information, go to www.stuartgustafson.com forward slash books and click on the book cover. That's Stuart Gustafson, S-T-U-A-R-T-G-U-S-T-A-F-S-O-N, stuartgustafson.com forward slash books and click on the book cover. While you're there, take the dad quiz. See what type of dad you are or what type of dad you think your dad is. You'll also find some free tips on how how to ask more questions, and find out more about the most important male figure in your life, Dad. This is author Stuart Gustafson. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that was, uh, you know, a refreshingly different uh, kind of blurb, um, you know, a different perspective on relationships. Of course, this is 
every category in books uh, has a wide-ranging, uh, uh, you know, arc. Uh, of course, dads are also part of the relationship business. It's not always about you and your partner. Uh, also, you and your father. That's a big, a big deal. It was very poignant what he went through, and I think it's very sweet that he was able to, um, you know, he lost both his dad and his grandfather in a horrible drunk driving accident, but he went on to try to uh, help other dads and their children. And I always tell people that, you know, the only things that you need to be a successful author are to have a passion for your topic and a sincere desire to help people, and he definitely has both of those things. I don't think he would have spent the time writing this book if he wasn't passionate and obviously he cares very much about uh, helping people. So I was I was very impressed with that, and I enjoyed his blurb quite quite a bit. So we got one more blurb on the show today. Uh, what have we learned about uh, relationship uh, category? Well, I you know I think what's interesting is uh, we haven't had any really racy ones yet. <laughs> well, phew! Sometimes we get really caught off guard because we don't always we don't we don't listen to these blurbs before we hear them on the on the air because we want to be surprised just like you and have a spontaneous reaction to them. So sometimes we get really surprised when all of a sudden a, a racy blurb will pop up and we're both sitting here blushing behind our phones, going, "Mmm, okay." <laughs> like the guy with the big O. Remember that one? Oh yeah, very good one. We've had we've had some doozies on, on here, so uh, let's see if we get one on. This last one might just be like that. You never know. Oh my goodness! Okay, let's hold our breath here. So we've listened to four. Uh, we've listened to uh, three women and one man, and now we're going to listen to a, a second um, man uh, do his relationship category blurb. Uh, let's listen to it. It's the last uh, blurb we're going to hear on the air today. Here we go. Block Talk Radio. The purpose of New Earth Relationships, a guide for couples in the 21st century, is to have you be brilliant at relationships. If you've lost that loving feeling, or you've got it and don't want to lose it, this book is for you. My name is William Weil, and until I had a breakthrough, I was in more failed relationships than any 10 average people combined. Most of us, as was I, are just plain ignorant at how to love. We take for granted that we know what we're doing. For example, all of us that got married promised to stay together forever. And we really, really meant it. Yet half of us couldn't keep that bargain. Why is that? So there's this hubris that we know how to stay in love and this reality that proves we don't. Through years of leading seminars, coaching people in relationships, and carefully studying the work of our most notable relationship experts, I've distilled down the essential ingredients for a love that can last a lifetime. This book, when published, was immediately adopted by the University of Pittsburgh's Masters of Couples Counseling Program. Tons of relationship coaches recommend New Earth Relationships to their clients. I didn't want to write a boring how-to book, or not just a how-to book, Rather, I wanted to make it really interesting and vulnerable. So I lay bare my emotional problems stemming from losing my mother at age 12, my failed marriage, and my ongoing struggles with my beloved Joanne, who I will be with forever. Joanne's been through everything from child abuse to rape to drug addiction. She is undoubtedly the most difficult relationship I've ever had. 
And had I not mastered relationship, I would be another one of her casualties. In New Earth relationships, you realize that you have attracted the perfect partner. Not the one that's going to fill the hole in your heart, rather the one that's going to push all your buttons so that you'll do the work to evolve yourself personally, to raise your consciousness, to transform yourself, to fill the hole in your heart yourself, and vice versa. If you both take this on with a profound sense of personal responsibility, you really can have a love that lasts a lifetime. Great blurb. Really good blurb. We're just missing the call to action there at the end. Yeah. Where can we find him? Right, right, right. Well, the, what I liked about it was that um, in a very sort of gentle way, he pulled us through, um, you know, made us want to keep listening. Yeah, I mean, the great thing about it was that, you know, everybody loves a rags-to-riches story, and in essence, this is his story. Failed at relationships, he was ignorant at how to love, he um, basically came from, you know, <laughs> he he went through it. He was a failure, and now he's a success. And now he's done years of seminars and coaching. He's also been studying relationship experts, and he's finally taken all of his knowledge and distilled down the ingredients that can truly keep a love together. So I would love to read this book because I'd love to find out exactly, after all these years of research, what exactly the ingredients are. And when now that he's with somebody, it sounded like somebody that, that could really truly be a very difficult relationship. He said he's with a woman who uh, experienced child abuse, rape, and drug addiction. And he is very, very confident because he's mastered relationships and is going to be with this woman forever. So it sounds as though it's all about how um, you, know, you master yourself and how you fill your own holes and how you transform yourself to fill the holes in your heart and take the personal responsibility. So he's really hit the nail on the head there with that. And uh, it sounds like he's a very, very knowledgeable and, um, and uh, sensitive person. And uh, I, I really was drawn in by, by the blurb, personally. The one, one great thing about uh, having a show with Sally is she's a good divining rod for something that interests her. Uh, the um, you can I can tell from the way you responded to that blurb that that it engaged you in some way. Well, I think it it really connects with um uh, with me because you know as somebody that is also interested in relationships and has read many 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 relationship books and you know it's funny I um <laughs> spoke with a woman who said no one's ever broken up with me before. I can't believe he broke up with me. And I thought to myself, what planet are you from? I, I've been getting my heart broken since I was like 10 years old. <laughs> and um, so when you've gone through many heartbreaks and many failed relationships in your life and you have found happiness within one, you, you get very interested in this topic you know, on a personal level. And uh, I was absolutely connecting with everything that he was saying. Well, very cool. So I'm I'm excited to talk to uh, uh, last week's winner. I'm happy to step out of the uh, the uh, region of relationships. It's not my forte. Uh, maybe in a little way, like <laughs> you're not a huge fan of fiction. I, I like relationship books just fine. Uh, they're not my they're not my cup of tea too much. Well, it's a good thing that we're paired up here on Blurb then, so we can like you know cover all bases. Oh yeah, and we can we can be cranky and and uh, and uh, bubbly at the same time. You and me. I'm I'm the bubbly it. one. Which one are you? 
<laughs> I'm the cranky one. All right. Let's listen to uh let's 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 hang out with last week's uh winner. Uh, it looks to me like she's called in. Fantastic. And uh do you know a little bit about her? Uh her name of course is Kristen T. Delfa. Do you want to talk a little bit about her? Oh, she's just fabulous. She's the Turbo Mom. She wrote a, wrote a fantastic book called Turbo Mom's Guide to Saving Money Without Wasting Time. She is just a dynamo, and I would rather spend the time talking to her since we are 15 minutes away from the end. I would just want to get her on the air and have her talk about herself because she is just fabulous. Well, she's been she's been eavesdropping on us here. She's already live on the air. How you doing? Hey there. How are you, Dr. Kent and Sally? <laughs> good. I'm, so I'm, glad that you're here. Yeah, pretty good too. Tell us about uh tell us about your book. Oh well first of all, thank you so much for picking me as blurb of the week. Uh sorry about that third person uh talking about myself. Wasn't quite sure how to handle that, but um my book is all about saving money without wasting time because what I had found was a lot of people feel like they're either going to save money but take a lot of time to figure out how to do it or they're going to save time, but it's going to have a cost to it. So what I did was try to marry the two in the book and help people do both at the same time. It's great. Well, cool. Can you maybe give us, like, just for fun, give us a couple of your top tips? Um, okay, the first thing is, do, you, do either of you unit price shop when you go to the grocery store? This is a really good handy everyday sort of thing. I'm a I'm a shop without looking kind of guy. It's one of my faults. I I uh, when I come home I think how much did I just spend, and I have to look back at the receipt to even know. Oh my, uh, Sally. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My kids are so picky. It's almost like I have to get the Danimals, and I have to get the you know the specific the, the Danimal the, drinks. It's a it's yogurt like, thing. Danimals. Danimals. Yeah. That sounds and almost I, that sounds almost uh, like a bad word. That's right. <laughs> and not only that, I have to get the string cheese, but they can't be any string cheese. They have to be the blue packaged string cheese. So gotcha. I have a problem because my children are just ridiculously picky and they will turn their nose up at everything. So I, I have a problem going to the, the supermarket because I just end up just pleasing them, trying to please them and getting what I know they'll eat. Okay, well, when you're when you're shopping for them, that's one thing. I mean, you have to deal with what you've got to work with. But when you're trying to feed the grown-ups, um, and also when you're doing things like that they really don't have a say in sort of like laundry, uh, detergent, uh, fabric softener, you, you know, household products, that sort of thing, you can what you can do is unit price shop, and that involves looking at that orange or yellow side of the sticker, because a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, okay, this one's more expensive than that, or the largest size is going to be the cheapest, and it's not always true. But when you compare things unit to unit, because that other side of the sticker breaks your prices down, it'll tell you it costs this much per ounce or this much per pound. Just the, the tips that we know how to use, like when we go buy lunch meat, we say, okay, this lunch meat's 5.99 and that one's 8.49. It's not too hard to figure out which is more expensive. But when you take that unit price and you do the comparing on the things like what I call in the guts of the supermarket, you can end up saving yourself a fair amount of money because things, for example, um, you'll have a problem where your fabric softener, fabric softener will come in like different sizes. The whole They look about the same, but they're really not. And so what you can do is if you look at the unit price, you'll actually figure out how much you're spending and then you can price accordingly. 
But is that according to a lot of math, or do you have to whip out your calculator? No, or? you just look. It's like playing high-low at Price is Right. You, if you look at, try it out the next time you go, and do it with something easy, like, um, or you can even do uh, dish soap. And you look at the different prices, and then you look at that orange or yellow side, or it's the one that, it's not as big as the other one, if you're looking at the numbers. And you say, okay, well, this one might be $2, this product, and this product is $3, but that one, they, they don't quite look the same. So what you do, you look on the, it's usually the left side, and you say, okay, which one is higher or lower? And that is what will determine for you that price per unit, price per ounce, or price per pound. Well, how That'll do you feel about you just shopping generic? Like getting you know, the Stop and Shop brand or the, the uh, whatever the brand is that's the generic brand. It can, um, it can work, but the, the tricky thing is that sometimes when the uh, national brands go on sale, they can be cheaper than the generic. And personally, the way I look at it is I'll buy a generic for things that really don't have – there's not much of a flavor difference. I mean, chickpeas are chickpeas in my world. I mean, some people might have a preference over their chickpeas. But those sorts of things, I'm going to say, okay, if I buy a generic or I buy you know, a name brand, it doesn't matter. Um, but when it comes to my tomatoes, when I'm making tomato sauce, I'm taking the brand that I like. I can't go generic because it just really doesn't have that same taste. So part of it, you have to find a compromise between, like you were saying, what your family will eat, right. but also what, you know, what is cost-effective. Exactly. Cool. And what else? What else is uh, what else is in Turbo Mom's guide? Uh, what what else can you find uh, in oh, there? And, oh, the grocery section. That's only one small little section. Um, well, not even that small. But I talk also about beauty. How to save money on beauty because you have things like magazines which are selling you stuff, but you don't know where the impartial information is. Um, how to color your own hair without crying. Um, I also talk about how to save on your utilities, and not just telling you, oh, turn off the lights when you leave the room, because anybody could tell you that. Also, things you can do for yourself under 20 bucks to help your utility costs. Some things that would have a bigger return on your investment, but will cost more. I also get into saving by shopping online, and how the good ways and the not so good ways. Uh, good websites that don't make you cut through a lot of junk to try to find a good coupon code. I also, that's the everyday stuff. Then I get into the big stuff, which is taxes, investments, insurance, meaning life insurance and home and auto and health, because these are things that impact our everyday lives. And it's what I do in my real job for a living is tax work, insurance work, tax planning, tax preparation. So these are things to help people be able to ask the right questions because the book is set up all in a Q&A format because busy moms don't have time to sit there and read piles and piles of text. You just read the question. If that applies to you, great. If it doesn't, skip it and go to the next one. Um, the, these are the sorts of things beyond saying, okay, I'm looking for an investment person. Are you a CFP? And then the people say yes, and then you say, okay, now what? Because <laughs> that's a lot of what you read. Oh, they should have a designation. Yeah, well, that's good. But if the person isn't going to be able to help you, it doesn't matter how many letters they have past their name, after their name. So it's really getting into, if you want to do it on your own, here are some things you need to know. And if you want to work with a professional in these fields, here are the questions you need to ask. 
Well, as a a mom, Sally, uh, uh, you said uh, on the show last week you are kind of a turbo mom. Uh, What what does the term itself uh, say to you? To me or to Kristen? Well, to you uh, and her, I guess. Well, to me, I just kind of envision myself as one of those um, whirling dervishes that (laughs) running around the house like a little spinning top, you know, oh, doing the laundry, preparing the kids' breakfast, oh, getting the right, oh, changing the diaper, oh, my God, I've got to go run out and get some peanut butter, oh, no, it's time for my son's special snack day, I've got to go there, oh, my gosh, I forgot to pick up my child's glasses, oh, oh, my gosh, it's Irish step dancing, quick, in the car, you know, (laughs) constant. So that's the turbo mom. <laughs> yeah, that, and, that, and all of us, I think, are some some form of that and some variety. It also depends on the age of your child, how many of those classes you have to go to or how many of this or how many of that. It's true. It's this trying to fit everything into a 24-hour day and, and still be able to enjoy our lives. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't really, in, in my opinion, it, to be a turbo mom doesn't mean you have to be working full time in a traditional office position, which it very well could be. But turbo moms are women of all shapes, all sizes, and all sorts of employment. Some are part-time employed. Some are employed through, um, from the home. They're self-employed. They could be stay-at-home moms. A turbo mom is just a really busy mom. <laughs> it's awesome. And I love the fact that you are somebody that is in the finance, you know, the taxes. You know, if you live closer, you would be my tax person because I go to my tax guy and he doesn't explain anything. It's just, it's a scary thing to me. It's like, okay, bring all my receipts, bring all my W-2s, 1099s, and put them in a pile. I don't want to know from it. And he's like, and he just takes it and that's it. And I'm pretty much in the dark. Now, it sounds like, you know, you would be very reassuring and be able to also be sort of a teacher. And I love that. Well, that's what I do with my clients. And, and by the way, I do have clients who we file, um, who I communicate with by mail, and I do do multi-state returns. That's my little pitch there. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I do have clients who are not physically in Connecticut. I have clients in the tri-state area who I don't see all the time um, because uh, they're far away. But, yeah, what I do is um, one of the things is really about educating my clients in two ways. One is to get them organized because not only does it help me, it helps them save money because my tax business is a flat fee. I charge a flat fee based on the amount of time I think it's going to take me. And you do this long enough, you have a pretty good idea of how long it's going to take you. And that way there are no surprises for my clients. Um, But the other thing that I do is I recommend to clients, particularly and new ones definitely and continuing ones, always, saying, okay, well, this is where you are this year. This is why. Take a look at this, this, and this. And if you do this, this, and this, this, I think, will help you save for next year. That's awesome. That, I think, is really important because that's what we're here to do. I'm not – I could just – if you want to just process it, I mean, I could hire a, you know, highly intelligent monkey just to type the keys. It's not, it's not the way I feel that um, business – tax business should be done. People should really – be able to learn from their tax person and also ask questions. Well, I think your family is so lucky to have you. And we were very lucky to have you as our winner on Blurb this week. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. And if um, anybody wants everyday tips, you can find at my book website, which is uh, turbo-mom.com. I've been a bit uh, delinquent in posting a blog recently just because the end of tax season was October 15th. Um, but uh, there's that. And if you want to check out some, I do tax tip of the month. 
And that's in plain English tax tip of the month because who wants to sit there and try to read IRS code? That's on my um, business website, which is delphotax.com. So I have another want... quick – oh, I just have a time. Sure. Oh, well, sorry, just a one little quick more question. How yeah. do you feel about the Costco's and the Sam Clubs and all of those big uh, uh, chains like that? What, what is your feeling about those? Personally, I'm not a big fan um, because I find – well, first of all, our Costco is always really packed. And I, we had a membership. Um, I find that it encourages people to buy more than they need, and they end up throwing stuff out. Unless you have a small business or a large family, um, I think that things in there can get really tempting, and you end up walking out and spending a lot more than you intended. And the unit price is not always that much better, if at all, at a Costco versus like a Walmart. That's so you also have to pay, pay for the membership, so you have to factor that in. Where places like Costco and Walmart, or Costco, excuse me, and Sam's Club can sometimes be helpful, in my opinion, are things like glasses and contact lenses. They, you can actually get a pretty good deal and a pretty good pair of glasses from them through their um, optical department. But it's something to compare. There are other ways around that, and I get into that in the book. But I'd be really careful, particularly if you don't have a massive family that you need to buy in bulk. Paying really close attention will help. That, that's great because, you know, it's funny. My husband and I always joke that, you know, we walk in there for one thing and we cannot get out of there without spending $200. Like, it's this weird yeah. magic number. Like, we go in there and it's like, oop, 200 bucks. You know, it's like, yep. it, it's not like $100. It's not $150. It's not a, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> the corporation knows exactly what they're doing. That's exactly. And you go in there and you go, oh, well, you know what? The kids could use some jeans or, you know, or this. So... Anyway, sounds like the music's coming on. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been great talking to uh, uh, Kristen, and she was last week's winner, Kristen Delfau, and it was great having our five new blurbs on the show. Got about five seconds left on the show. Sally, have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us in the chat room. And thank right. you, Kristen. Thank you, uh, Dr. Kent and Sally. Have a great week. Thanks again. Thank we'll Bye, talk everybody. to everybody next week. Bye-bye.